This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose. And now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome. I am so excited about my guest, Holly Porter. So real quick, I met Holly, what, it's only been a couple of months ago. We were both invited to an eWomen Network event in Las Vegas. We both live in St. George, but we didn't know that at the time. St. George, Utah. Las Vegas is about two hours south. And we met and just we're really similar and we're also like great compliments, like opposite and similar at the same time. So I've really been... Um, enlightened by Holly just in the couple of months that that I've known her you inspire me Holly so much because you're so involved and so passionate about so many things and they all run together which for some (laughs) reason just lights me up anyway I'm gonna go ahead and read your bio that you sent me really quick is that another way to call me crazy (laughs) no brilliant a genius I think there we go (laughs) crazy is genius (laughs) um so the bio you sent is amazing. So Holly Porter is the image master and the founder of the image designers. Holly is an international speaker who inspires business breakthroughs and personal transformations. Holly uses her knowledge to give her clients the tools they need to gain and sustain success, which everybody wants, right? With over 30 years operating as an entrepreneur, Holly is a certified coach, licensed makeup artist, instructor, holistic practitioner, and trained public speaker. Holly is all about the relationships with others. Her work with personality profiles and color analysis shows customers the inner beauty and generates self-confidence. Her unique gift of listening and problem solving is what makes her stand out from many others. So Holly's also the author of six books, including two number one bestsellers and one international bestseller. That's exciting. Holly has inspired and assisted over 70 other women in reaching a new level of success. She loves to travel. She has eight children. She's married to Scott Scott Porter, and they live in St. George, Utah. So you can see from that bio, especially the end, why we click. (laughs) We have a lot of the same interests, and it's really exciting. So I would love for you, Holly, to um, tell us how, because you have, it seems like on here, to me, I see how a lot of these connect, but it may seem just like a lot of things that you're passionate in. So how have you discovered your passion for so many different things? And then how do they all come together if they do? Just kind of explain a little bit about how you came to know what your passions are. Okay, so it reminds me of a little short story. Um, You know, how many people tell us when you're my type of personality and you're busy, 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 you know, I stick with things. Like I might have done a lot of things, but I do stick with them. I usually just keep adding you know, and then slowly I take it off and then I add something else or I add two things and take off one. So one time um, I had a salon for 17 years in Cedar City, Utah, and it was like the biggest salon and spa in town. And it was awesome. And I built it up from scratch. Like I didn't have one customer. 
Like I earned it. I started it from the ground up. So I was really proud of it. I started doing real estate a few years into that. And so, um, and then four years after that, I got my broker's license. So I had my office, my real estate office in my salon spot. Like it was so cool. And so it was like a one-stop shop. One time I had eight business licenses, including my husband and my couple, my sons in my office. I mean, that all went to my office, eight business licenses. Wow. So anyway, my broker told me before I got my broker's license, he said, and I take this as a compliment. He said, <laughs> he had the number four in the nation agent in his office and like the number 10 in the nation. Okay. Wow. He said to me, you know, you would be my number one agent if you just did real estate. And the, I thought, oh, I was so honored that he said that because I thought, wow, he's got these huge people. He was thinking I was a big deal. And you know what I said to him? I looked at him and I said, you're right. I would be. However, I would not get up happy every day. And that was the difference. You know, it was just, it, to me, when I wake up, and I want to go to work. I mean, work for me has always been entrepreneurship of some sort. I mean, I've worked for, you know, I've been a waitress and I've done things in management for other companies, but I've always really had my own stuff going on. So, right. It's like being happy. I've walked away from businesses. I've like, clothes. I had a children's clothing store actually here in St. George. And it was, I was always above my time. I always got the newest, greatest stuff going on the fastest. And I brought this uh, resale clothing store, kids clothing store when it wasn't popular. I mean, it was 20 years ago. So it's when they were popular, maybe in Las Vegas, but nobody knew what they were here. So it paid its own way from day one. But I just, one day I was like, it wasn't fun anymore. I was miserable. And so I picked a day to sell it. And if it didn't sell, I was moving. And I literally packed it up. It didn't sell. I packed it up. And I moved it to Las Vegas with no job, no money, nothing. I lived, I, I was renting for like $1,100 a month, which 20 years ago, that was a lot of money. I had four kids, single parent, and I had yard sales every weekend. I don't even know why I'm telling you this story, but I had yard sales to pay for like food and all of that. And the next, and then when I came like the fourth week when my rent was due again, and he bought all my racks and everything from this store like a thousand dollars and my rent was 1100. So, wow. and yeah, it was just like, so to me, I'm a flyby of the seat in my pants type of girl. Every, my word is figure outable. Everything's figure outable. And I like having that pressure because it's stressful. But to me, I live on the edge. It's like, no, I'll figure it out. I can do this. Like, and so that's what, that's what I go by. Everything I do is like that. That's awesome. So I have two two questions from there. The first one is um, because my, my tagline, part of my passion is connecting women, especially, but people to their virtue, which is just who they are, their identity, and then their passion and their purpose. So how do you decide? Because once you do something, you stick to it, you said, at least until you know that you're done with it, right? Yeah. So do you analyze before you jump into something to know you're going to stick to it? Or do you just get an idea and go with it? Like, how do you connect to your passion at the moment? And passion, I think changes and that's supposed to be yeah. that way. But well, it's like it serves the purpose at the time. And then the purpose changes. And I move on 
you know, or I, or I keep it on the back burner and I move on, you know, to something else and bring something new in. And then maybe it goes away. You know, I had a fundraising company, for instance, I loved it. It made me the best money probably of any business I had. I think I had four businesses at that time. And that was the first one I sold. It was like the easiest one. It was seasonal fall and spring because it was fundraising, but it was like, it was the easiest to sell. And it was the easiest just to get off my plate when I had to, you know, cut back. But I will, I will share this passions, everything for me. Like if, if, if I'm not loving it, I'm not doing it. Like that's mantra all the way. Um, I, this, just this year found out. So Greg and Tamara Montana, you can look them up. Okay. They do heart virtues. So I did a class with my good friend, Yoram Ballinester, and I went to this four-day class that he had, and we did heart virtues. That was different than anything I had done. So you know we talk about values. Heart virtues are your passion. That's like what gets you, what you stand for that you're not going to tolerate. And so there's a whole exercise, and I think you can do it free online, so if you want to go there and get it. But anyway, I did mine, and mine were... Uh, kindness and loyalty. So then we do your, instead of your value system that you compare against, it's your um, code of uh, honor instead of code of values, code of honor. And I like that name so much better. And you can do one for your personal and your business. But knowing now that those two words, kindness and loyalty, well, now I know why so many things have happened in my life and why I always defend the underdog when I ran for political stuff, I always wanted to support the people that didn't have that voice, speaking of voice, you know? Yeah. So it's that. It's like knowing that, well, now I can compare my code of honor and I can bring my values. They all fit right in with kindness and loyalty because I know those are my two words. So of course those words have to be in my, co my code of honor because I stand for that. So every decision I make, I go back to my code of honor now. And I look at it and you can have a code of honor for your marriage for that, for that matter. Yeah. And you look at it and say, does this decision fit into my code of honor? And if the answer is no, and it can be any decision, then why are you doing it? Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Wow, that's Did that answer it? <laughs> yes, totally, and it excites me like I seriously feel like we could have a three-hour conversation and not run out of things to talk about because no, of course we wouldn't <laughs> I, yeah, no, we wouldn't and that's one of my my first steps in my program is figuring out your core values and also your core motivation and learning how to align what everything you do through those because that the way I explain it it's like 
we all talk about having our cup half full and we seek for ways to fill our cup. And a lot of us are running around trying to catch drops of water from other people's fountains. When we learn to find our own core values and our own core motivation, we turn on our own fountain. We become our own source of water. So then that cup half full, psh, who needs a cup? We have a fountain, right? <laughs> and that, I feel like that's what keeps you running and that's what keeps you going. And yeah. also, you know, you're talking about how you're fueled by if it isn't fun, you're not doing it. And then you're how you're so driven. I mean, I could get into temperament and I'm not going to. My next <laughs> question was, because like I said, we could be here hours. Um, your book, your most recent book, right? That you just did. It's called In Out, Inbox, Outbox, Unbox, or No Box. It's four steps to delete your box thinking for gals. And then you have one for guys too, right? I do. Yeah. In this book, and it's so cool, like this is where I was like, oh my word, I think we have more in common than I even knew when I was reading your book. Um, <laughs> but you talk about that word, um, figure it outable. So I would just like you to talk a little bit more about that. How did you come up with the word? You know, why, why is it the, on the very first page of your book? Right. Yeah. You know what? Um, and it's kind of a longer story than I can tell you right now, but I will share that in our family, we say weird words for things. My dad started it. So it's in my genes. So when people get to know me, it's like, I almost want to like preface the whole talk or anything that I do on stage with a little bit of the story, because I will, you'll catch me saying the wrong words for things or like my dad. So say, um, ambience or soup case or the sand dooms. We do things like that. And my grandma did it. It's just, it's like, okay. So um, my that figure outable, I really don't know where it came from, but I truly believe it with my heart and soul. You know, that it, there we all hear there's a will, there's a way. So, why isn't it figure outable? Like, right? You, you just figure out a plan. If that plan doesn't work, I feel like that's all I've done my whole life. I move forward always, I crash, or I take this detour, I crash. It's like, what are those vehicle or those toys that do that? They hit, they back up, they go, they hit, they back oh. up, they go. I don't know what they're called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's kind of what I've done, you know, all my life. And so it's okay. I don't have it all figured out yet, but I have a lot more, I have a lot more figured out than I did a few years ago. And it's still what's not figured out already is figure out a bowl. Awesome. I love it. And then also in the back of your book, you have 15 strategies um, to getting better results. And I'm looking for the number now that I'm I love those, by the way. I, yeah, I, I, I do like, too. I got to put these in here because I'm so glad you did. And one of them is um, like Sandra Yancey, one of my um, mentors, always says, um, "Do the thing that only you can do, and then you know, spend time doing that, and let everybody else do the other things." And so you were saying in here somewhere, one of the numbers is find people. If there's something that you don't enjoy doing or something that you're not necessarily good at doing, find someone, outsource that, and um, I think that fits in with your figure outable too, because some of us, you know, when it comes to temperament types and personality styles, that's by design, right? So some of us are good at figuring it out, getting the idea, which I feel like that's what one of the things you're good at. Other people are good at working on the details to make that happen. Mm -hmm. So if we have a team of people, you know, have you found that by having a team of people, some that are, you know, yes. great with relationships and people, some that are great with ideas, some that are good at getting things moving forward and other people that are good at the details, getting it done. Like if we can align our lives with people like that, I don't yeah. even know why I brought that up, but that's part of, you know, what I'm all about. Just figuring out what you're good at and doing just that and knowing that there, there's other people that will finish it or, or complete it or make it, you know, perfect. Quote oh, unquote. absolutely. Getting the right team's huge. And 
And part of that book, you know, it's a short read. You can read it in 30 minutes and it's more fun. It's like a lot of what I do. I just squished it all together. But there's a whole program, by the way, that goes with that, that goes into detail. And there, there are calls where I spend 30 minutes teaching you about that shoe persona because we use shoes. If you were a shoe, what kind of shoe would you be is the personality quiz that's in there. Um, 13 questions, you know. Yeah. So there's, yeah. So we spend 30 minutes on what that's about. And then 30 minutes, I'm all about relationships. So it's about how you work with somebody that is that type. Depending on their favorite shoes. So why shoes then? That was a perfect segue into my next question. Like, where did you come up with the idea of shoes? And, you know, how did you develop this assessment? I love so it. my my friend and she's a my publisher as well. She's a, an academy creator, so many things, and we've become really good friends. Obviously, because I've published so many books with her this year, and she she and I were just talking, and we were like, "How can we do this different?" Because a few years ago, I had a whole system I was creating, and got very frustrated because, like, it just didn't match. Like, I was like, "You can't fit people into four personas," you know. So I set it to the side. And then I was like, so I was going to do more actually and have this for women because I work mostly with women, but I'm not limited to women. And so when I realized, okay, I'm, it's a, it's a no box book. I'm limiting my mindset by, by creating this for women. So that's where the men's came in. It was going to be a flip book where you flipped it over and the men's side was on the other side but I only wanted it up to 60 pages or so. It's like 65. So that's why there's two books. Now there's one for the men, one for the women. Well, when that happened, it complicated things too much into the shoe personas and divide. I mean, come on, my brain compartmentalizes, but it, it was like, I can't figure this out. There goes my figure outable. So that's how I used my figure outable in that. And I created the two and I, based it on four, which is your four basic personalities that you find everywhere. I mean, why create something that's already good? You know what I mean? I just wanted to make it different. So we thought of shoes. I thought of purses. Shoes just spoke to me. I thought, oh, that's kind of fun. And if you look online, there's other tests that are, if you were a shoe, what kind of shoe would you be? If you were a handbag or a purse, what kind, you know, if you were a necklace, you know, what would it look like? You know, there's all kinds of stuff. I just wanted, I have to have the fun aspect in it. So people remember, and maybe mm -hmm. shoes won't resonate as well to men. That's because they weren't in the picture when I created the original idea. So um, my husband, it would resonate with him. He has more shoes than I have. Oh, so. my husband does too. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. So I think men like shoes. It works. They do. And there, I just changed up the shoes a little bit. Like the, the flat loafer for the women is just a loafer for the men and the heel is a dress shoe for men. So other than that, I used, I wanted bare feet. I wanted flip flops. I wanted all that, but it just, I had to go, okay, four, let's just stick to four. And then, yeah. I love it. So yeah, I love how you bring the element of fun into everything, which is I believe probably one of your greatest strengths um, and we all need fun. And yeah, so thank you for being fun and for making, taking something that's so important, I think is personality yeah. and figuring that out and making it something fun and something short and sweet. That's easy to read, easier to kind of understand and to leave you with stuff to think about later to kind of get it to solidify. That's what I found from, and I haven't, I've just, you know, glanced through it, but I love it. And I, I'm going to keep this on one of my, on my shelf that's easy to grab. Um, how do people get a hold of this book and a hold of you? And then I have one more question after, but I want to make sure we let people know how they can get this book. 
Yeah. So um, my website, go to hollyporter.com. And there's a tab on there that says Holly's books and you can get it there. And that's where all the books will be listed that I've done. I have a series of books that I'm also working on. Uh, the 4040 rules is out. And then right now the 3030 rules is coming out shortly. And maybe when this podcast is aired, it'll be out. It's the end of September. So nice. Coming that's soon. So cool. So cool. I love it. That's one of my goals that's in the works is, you know, books as well. And it just inspires me. You inspire me. Like every time I talk to you, you inspire me. So my final question um, to you, because kind of the beginning of my whole figuring out who I was and what I wanted to do and what my own passion was based on people. I love people. And also the desire to let people know find a way to let people see the goodness in most people. Like we live in a world where we are also, um, and I don't like to generalize, but just for the lack of time, we're separate. We all live these separate mm -hmm. lives and we have TV to tell us what our world's like and we mm -hmm. have the internet to tell us what our world is like. And a lot of that, just because of the natural order of things, is negative and it makes us yeah. almost fearful. Like we don't dare connect because we think we're the only one left in the world that you know, is good. And we're looking for good news. We thrive on good news. One of my favorite singers ever has a song, A Little Good News, and I've loved that forever. And so my part of my purpose for doing this podcast and for everything that I do is to help people to see that there is more good in the world than negative and that people are good and fun and exciting and, you know, that we all have something in common. So the question I like to ask is what good news from your little corner of the world, from your little separate, you're not separate at all, but space, what good news can you share with everybody to help them, you know, help us all see that there's a lot of good news in the world? Yeah. Well, what I would say is what I can compliment you on because I, I know and I feel that you look for that good in the person, you know, no matter what, there's good in people. And so I think if you... You know, some personality types have that judgment. Uh, I'm guilty. I, I kind of have it. And I have to work on it all the time. And luckily, I do have a husband that does it in a constructive way. We have we have our own rules that we, you know, I mean, if I have something on my teeth or, you know, if something's out of place or I have dirty clothes, whatever, we tell each other. So I think it's that honesty, but that judgment comes up. And I think if we do have that um, in our personality persona, to realize, you know, that there is good in everybody and look for that because sometimes we get so frustrated, you know, relationships, if we don't create good relationships with people, you're not going to move very far in life. Right. So I think just looking for those little pieces in somebody that you can compliment them on. And I have to remind myself all the time because I, I come to people on image a lot because I do that. And I mean, if you ever sit in front of me and you have a crooked neckline and you're a man, I'm like, Oh, I just want to get my clippers out and fix that for you. You know, but I just look for something that, you know, that you can compliment somebody on every day. There's always something and look people. Another thing that I noticed that I struggle with is looking people in the eyes. Like when I connect with people, nothing around me matters. Like I, there could be bombs going off and I'm like, I'm zoned in, I'm communicating, I'm caught talking to you. But people that I'm just having a far away conversation with, it's harder for me to get that eye contact. And I tend to, you know, and it's just me. That's just something I have to work on. But I think if you can connect, 
and find that good in someone, something compliment on something changes the whole conversation and talk about schmoozing. My husband's a pro at it, by the way, schmoozing Uh is not a bad thing. Like, especially when you get on a phone conversation with somebody, I always start it by how are you today? Like, I mean, I mean, customer service, you're on customer service, you know, come on, they get crap all day long. Yeah. You started out and, just, and they are kind of like, what do you want? I've had people literally say, what can I do for you? Like, they don't want to hear you. I'm like being sincere, you know? And my thing is always say, I always say, have a sunshiny day. That's kind of my thing. But I have, I have a whole story why I say that, but that's, it's different, you know, find something different to connect with people. I like that. That was all over the place, that answer, but. No, it was good though. And I have a question because, um, you know, just an example, do you have an example of where somebody either gave you a compliment and it helped to change your day or vice versa, where you gave somebody a compliment and a noticeable um, change in their state that, or when you've asked somebody, you know, to have a sunshiny day, like, have you noticed a transformation just in that simple little act of kindness? Yeah, the, the have a sunshiny day is different. And I think it catch, catches people off guard. A lot of times I'll say that um, I've said it on Facebook a lot. And I always do the sun. If I'm doing it on my phone, I have the sun emoji, you know, and I'll put that on it. Um, and my text as well. And a lot of people back it's you can I don't see it, but I feel it. Mm-hmm. They'll send back. Oh, you have a sunshiny day as well. You know, I mean, it's cute how they're like, they, they come back to how you said it to them. They come back to you. And when people say for me to have a sunshiny day, it means a lot because I have a whole story behind that that I'll tell you another time. But it means a lot to me because that uh, sunshiny day to me song, that's, it's about a song, that changed my whole life where I was at about four years ago. And so like when people say back to me, it has a whole different meaning to me. So I love it. That's amazing. Amazing. And the meaning that you send out is whether or not you word, you voice it, it's what's received. And it might take someone by surprise, like, whoa, what was that I just felt? You know, and when we're introduced to a concept, our brain starts to seek. So if somebody says, have a sunshiny day, or how are you today? Or what's amazing about you today? Or you give them a compliment, your mind starts to seek for answers to prove that. And it just, it does something. And so I think I love your advice and I love you that you shared your story about, you know, how that has changed you and what you feel when you share it with other people. Cause that's exactly what I'm looking for. We can all share light. Light. Yes. We can all share light. Yeah. And so when you're giving it by telling someone to have a sunshiny day, you're giving them light, right? The sun's light. And so yeah, when they're willing to give that back, or if it just makes them shine a little brighter that day, mission accomplished. Right. That's awesome. And you might, I have noticed, sometimes I don't notice it, but I know there's a scientific study, just really quick, and then we'll end because we're coming up on time. John <laughs> Acor is the happiness researcher. If you uh-huh. haven't heard anything from him, I recommend that you listen. He's funny to listen to, and he's brilliant. But he says that, you know, if you smile at somebody, because of mirror neurons that they've just discovered in our brains, which is a whole other topic, it actually transfers. When we smile, it creates oxytocin in our brain, which is a feel-good chemical. And when we smile at other people because of the mirror neurons, it raises their oxytocin level as well. So you'll either notice that they smile back at you, or if they don't smile back at you, that oxytocin was still turned on. And you might just notice a little bit of like a start, like, what was that? You know, what was that? But we're spreading those feel-good chemicals in a very literal way just by simply smiling at somebody or asking them, you know, how's your day or have a sunshiny day. So it's so powerful. And I'm so happy that you shared that. Thank you. 
That's, I love, I love that you shared that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. And it's a simple thing we can all do, right? So anyway, Miss Holly, thank you so much. Look for Holly, hollyporter.com. Buy her book. It's simple, sweet, short, easy to read. And it really will make you think about who you are on a deeper level. I loved it. I thought it was great. So thank you, thank you for being here with me. And I'm sure we'll chat again. Well, I know we'll chat again, but Absolutely. at least on a podcast, we will do that as well. <laughs> thank you for having me. All right. You bet. Thank you. EWN Podcast Network.